We're live. <laughs> Welcome Hello. back to Tales Weekly. What's up, y'all? <laughs> And welcome, especially back, Jess Rogie. Yes, I'm back, and thanks for having me back. I'm pretty excited. Uh, wouldn't want to do it without you. Yeah, <laughs> we had to last time, though. Sorry about that. I know. I <laughs> saw that. To, but <laughs> I, I saw that you guys had to. But what could you do? What you could you do? Stuff, I, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had us. Yeah, we had to we had to fulfill our obligations. <laughs> um, so how you been, Jess? Pretty good, pretty good. Just uh, on break, not doing jack. Um, like you were, I was telling you guys before the show. I just came back last week, and then I got hit from with a copyright strike from um, six months ago. Not copyright. Uh, community strike so i can't log in i'm not even supposed to be on youtube oh wow <laughs> you, rebel. do you want to tell us what it was or it was um it was health related you can't talk about oh. the cvid you know of and uh, one of my guests talked about it and i got hit with because i had another episode where another guest talked about it they sent me a warning and I didn't think about this old episode and then they hit me for that. So I had to delete a bunch of stuff, anything that has to do with any health things I had to take down. And that's a stupid thing, right? It's not UFOs. It's not conspiracies. It's literally that. Mm -hmm. And they're still going after it hard. Well, it's been like three years now. Why are we yeah. still talking? Why are they still hitting us for that? So I'm, I'm, I'm a little peeved, but uh, I just have to adapt during this time period. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> what can so, you do? Yeah. Well, we don't talk about that on. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we should be safe. <laughs> we do talk about shadow people. Yeah. Should we, should we watch that? Yeah. Yeah, you guys ready to? <laughs> I can hit play. You ready? All right. Throughout history, cultures worldwide have told tales of encounters with supernatural beings. These entities are said to exist in a parallel dimension and are capable of interacting with our physical reality in profound ways. In this episode of Strange Tales Weekly, we'll delve into the mysterious world of Jinn, Shadow People, and the Enigmatic Hatman. Of all the supernatural entities, few are more feared than the jinn of Islamic lore. Ancient and powerful beings, the jinn are entities to be avoided at all costs, as they are usually dangerous and manipulative, much like the trickster deities of Native American beliefs. According to the Quran, Islam's sacred text, the jinn predate humanity by tens of thousands of years, and intriguing parallels can be found between the creation stories of the Quran and that of the Bible. Just as the Bible tells of God creating humans in the form of Adam and Eve, Islam also holds that Allah brought Adam into being, and Allah's creation extended beyond just humans and angels. Other supernatural beings created on par with the angels were the mighty jinn. However, the jinn's fate took a drastic turn when Allah demanded their reverence for Adam, a command that the angels dutifully obeyed, while the jinn vehemently defied. As a consequence, the jinn were banished from the heavenly realm their chance for redemption reserved for the impending Judgment Day. Until then, the jinn roam freely, capable of feeding on human energy 
and even obliterating us from existence. Some believe that the goal of the jinn is to gain a foothold in our physical dimension. They do this by absorbing energy from life forms to gain nourishment. In his book, Interdimensional Universe, Philip Imbrogno suggests that one source of energy for the jinn is the act of channeling. While mediums believe they are channeling someone's deceased relatives, in reality they are deceived by the trickster jinn, who is using them as an energy source. Jinn are said to have the ability to know private information, and this helps gain a person's trust in the channeling session. Many encounters with paranormal entities happen during sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, out-of-body experiences, and moments of heightened spiritual awareness. In sleep paralysis, a person is rendered immobile in a peculiar state between dreaming and wakefulness. Their body may suddenly feel frozen in place, despite the person feeling fully awake. Often, nightmarish visions begin to take hold. A shadow figure emerges from the darkness. Its shape has the form of a human and is described as blacker than black. The entity's presence is chilling and the person is powerless to respond. These eerie shadow figures have become known as shadow people. Among these shadowy beings, one entity stands out, the Hat Man. Clad in an old-fashioned fedora hat and black suit, the Hat Man is an entity experienced across diverse cultures. He consistently evokes feelings of dread and paralysis in those who encounter him. In her book, The Hat Man, The True Story of Evil Encounters, Heidi Hollis recounts numerous unsettling experiences of individuals who claim to have encountered the Hat Man. Here's one such account she received via email. Dear Heidi, This story starts when I was five years old. My mom had just sent me to bed, though I protested with all that I had. As I lay in bed refusing to close my eyes, I looked at my bedroom door and saw something odd manifest. A bright red tunnel, with horizontal lines began to form, and literally come out of the door. That's when I saw this man in black appear. He came right out of the tunnel, wearing a black trench coat and top hat. He was walking towards me, but he wasn't actually getting any closer or gaining ground. I was completely filled with terror as I started screaming for my mom to come. It wasn't until much later that I learned from my sister that she had seen this hat man too. She claimed to have even had conversations with him, but she couldn't remember anything that was said. But my mom would always ask her who she was talking to, and she would reply, the man in the hat and coat. I believe that this hat man that's been visiting us is pure evil. So are Jin, shadow people, the hat man, and other paranormal entities connected? What do these experiences tell us about the nature of reality, spiritual dimensions, and the physical world? Have you ever had an encounter with one of these ethereal entities? Let us know in the comments. Subscribe for more strange tales in the weeks to come, and remember to always stay strange. Nice story. I like that one. I like that one. I have a, a lot of comments. Yeah, I was going to pop up some hellos. Hey, Sylvain. <laughs> Jess, uh, you, you said you had comments? or you were talking I had, No, I, I think, like, um, back when I was a younger person and not very... Um, I guess knowledgeable about these things uh, when I was taking psychic development classes, you know, we did a lot of channeling and then there was a point in the class where I started saying like, well, you know, what are we actually channeling here? What are we allowing to speak through us? You know? And um, so 
seeing you talk, kind of talk about the gin and that, you know, makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, the, and the other, co I have a couple, let's see. ET experiences, are ET experience, like abduction experiences, are these related to the gin? Mm -hmm. I think they are, yeah. I never gave much thought to gin prior to this video. And when I think back, like, like the genie from Aladdin, like comes to mind. Like I, mm -hmm. so, yep, like, nice from. from that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's all, he's a fun guy though. <laughs> yeah. And some of the descriptions of the gin too, it reminded me of like the shapeshifter from like the Skinwalker Ranch type type things. There's some similarities there. It's kind of interesting. Jess, you want to say your other comment and then I'll comment on all of them. Yeah, and because uh, I've shared with Joe, and I think I've shared with Eric, I don't know if Mike's heard my story, but um, I had one incident years and years ago where I was, uh, I think it was kind of a sleep paralysis type of deal, but uh, it was the blacker than black comment that Joe put in his video, and while I was sleeping, these um, entities came at me, and they were blacker than black, darker than night, and, um, and the only thing I could do I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything, but I kept, you know, and this is, this is a, uh, I've talked to a lot of people and this is very common that if you call out to Jesus, that it stops. Yep. And it did. That's awesome. Yeah. Even Heidi Hollis uh, talks about that in her book, invoking the name of Jesus and calling for help stops it dead in its tracks. And that happens with uh, alien encounters too, a lot apparently. So that's interesting. And I've never seen a shadow person, but I can imagine the the blacker than black. Yeah, I don't want to. and it just kind of what it did was like it enveloped, like because you know it's dark at night, right? But it's you can still kind of see, you know, with a little moonlight. But it enveloped and swallowed the light, right? And uh, and the thing I remember was it was difficult to get the word Jesus, you know, to invoke mm. him. It was not easy. Like I had to work at it and able to do it. But once it happened, it all stopped. Like, yeah, and I, I imagine they have that new color that's supposed to be like super black. I imagine it's yeah. probably like that, but like times a hundred, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that before? It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, like flat ink on a page, like when you look at a photo of that stuff. Mm. It's just like a void. Yeah, literally. total absence of light. But yeah, that's interesting, and yeah, I think it's all connected, and they're just all these kind of interdimensional. Um, beings, entities. And when you think about the nature of reality, how we're on a certain wavelength and our, our senses sense everything within that wavelength. But if it's, it's like a radio, you know, there's thousands of radio stations playing, but we're tuned into this one. So if you were to open up your perception a little bit, and that happens a lot when you're sleeping and uh, sleep paralysis is when people see uh, shadow people quite a bit. And so, yeah, your perceptions are a little open more and your senses aren't uh, filtering things out because we're constantly filtering everything. Like we have millions of bits of information hitting us at once, but we decide what to focus on and what's important. But this if you were to... Of, this reminds me of when we talked uh, years ago about the DMT. And mm. is, that, is there a link there? Is yeah, I think, you know, psychedelics, DMT especially, kind of breaks down your filtering process and opens you up to other realities that are out there. And it's interesting, I just read uh, recently, I didn't put it in the video, and after I made the video, I read about meth heads, you know, and like oh. meth heads 
obviously aren't very reliable, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently meth heads see shadow people quite a bit. And I guess it's more of not the meth, but like the sleep deprivation and just being up for days. Um, that kind of like breaks down, you know, your body or what your senses. And then they start to see these shadow people and, you know, it's not shadow cats and it's not shadow cars or anything. It's shadow people mm-hmm. you know, standing in doorways and doing all this kind of thing. So, yeah, I think maybe they're some kind of demons or dark angels or, um, you know, something that exists in a parallel world just outside of our perception. When I was a kid, um, my sisters would see shadow people like in the doorways and they would like have me come sleep in their room like. I'd sleep on the floor. Like half, I think I spent half my childhood sleeping on their floor. I would never <laughs> sleep. It was it was wild. Like mm. they would talk, but both of them on opposite sides of the house would talk about this, and I would never see it. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had sleep paralysis. So I've never seen like entities, so that's probably a good thing. It's good. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Both <laughs> of you like haven't seen the shadow people. I don't know about Mike. Has Mike seen a? I haven't. It sounds horrifying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but I did write a song about out-of-body experience, which is kind of weird. I think I must I must have like streamed that subconsciously from from hearing you you guys talk about it, because um, I know it's been a, a topic you've you've dabbled in before. But uh, uh, but yeah, I I was working on this song on our latest album, and it was I wasn't really quite sure what to do with it. And it was very trance like very sort of hypnotizing and kind of a darker spooky feeling and just the, the word out of body experience popped into my mind and i never really start started researching any of it until that moment and i had to come up with some some lyrics for it um but uh yeah that was sort of my contribution to the the out of body experience and shadowy people and things like that but nice do you have a video for that? I don't know if we did. We did make a video. Yeah, we just made our a music video for it maybe a few months back. It's, it's pretty spooky. Wow. I don't think we can w- watch it without like what you upload it to uh, Streamyard. Is that right? It's on YouTube. I think I can share it from Streamyard. It should be on the yeah. It should be on the Majunga's YouTube uh, page. Well, you guys song. keep talking. I'll do a search. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But um, I hear I meowing. Do I hear meowing? Yeah, my, my cat is. She just wants my attention right now. Meow, 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 meow. I keep Go the shy people away. Meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but what's the thing? I wonder what what it is with the hat. You know why always the hat, the fedora hat that they're wearing? It's like I know my you sister. Think if they're, said they didn't have the hat. Um, okay. They had no hat. Yeah, not all the shadow people do, but apparently the hat man is pretty common. And if it's connected with gin, you know, it's like with the gin, they're just like more stylish these days. I don't know. They, they, they prefer like a little fedora. They kind of yeah. like that the 1940s gangster, yeah. not a detective look. Yeah. They all shop at the same store. <laughs> it's, it's almost like men in black, you know, except they're shadow figures, but shadows yeah. yeah it's it's interesting i don't i wonder if there's a connection between like men in black and and that's kind of yeah figure. yeah the men in black descriptions are pretty similar too with the hats and yeah i don't know but once we meet if we meet you know all this alien stuff we gotta we gotta have them say 
Jesus Christ is Lord. That'll be the test. Yeah. If they can if they can say it, then they're cool. But if they like shriek, you know, there's some kind of demon. <laughs> some of the uh, some of the extraterrestrial stories that I've always found interesting are the ones where people would say that they would bump into somebody in public and they clearly they were like dressed as a human and, and walked like a human, but they didn't have any like facial features and like it was pretty, very bizarre type thing, like almost like, you know, somebody was taking some like alien, you know, alien life forms were walking among us, you know, kind of thing. And, and we, you know, they mostly go unnoticed. Um, so that's I wonder if that a shadow person has some some kind of connection with that, like they're just trying to fit in, you know, so the hat is something we recognize as, oh, it's a person, you know. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. I got the video up. Oh, sweet. Right. Let's watch it. Um, should I watch it with us on screen or do you want me to hide us? Uh, full screen it, please. Hide us. <laughs> should uh, I mute? I should mute, huh? I think we have to mute for this. Okay. Is it working? Sound? Yeah, it's fine. I can hear it. Can you turn the volume a little on it? Yeah. 
out-of-body experience, one that's hard to comprehend. Take wings in one multiverse, close your eyes and transcend. Cool. Is that all B-roll, the the woman, or did you film that? Yeah, we filmed that. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Shot it in my basement. You know, no. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll be right. I hit the jackpot with B-roll on, on that one. I was, uh, you know, it's weird searching for B-roll because the things you have to. Oh, you got to get creative in the search, yeah. you know, to get something to pop up. And sometimes you only find like one or two videos. So I wasn't really sure where, where, where it was going to go um, when I started. I didn't probably even think I was going to make a full music video, but I hit this wonderful uh, array of, of uh, continuous, you know, sort of um, segments with this actress. And, uh, and they all fit, you know, the out-of-body experience kind of vibe. So I was able to sort of choreograph and arrange this um you were lucky. Video. Yeah. It went well, yeah. And then we had, you know, you know, Max and I did some clips a while back, you know, and we got him to levitate, you know. I like Max levitating. <laughs> that just makes yeah. me laugh so much. Yeah. <laughs> I always love uh Matt's uh Max's riffs. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one I came up with on 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 just like my Stratocaster, um, and and it was Max took it to a whole other level when he when he busted out the sitar, and it's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that if we were still recording that song, we'd probably still be adding stuff onto it because it was like every time we opened up that that track, there was just something new we came up with, and it was just like sometimes it was just clapping or 
or you know whispering or whatever but like we were always adding more it was very trance like it was it was a scary song to to get into because it would it would it would take you you would transcend you would really go somewhere else with it that's awesome so on the opposite end of the spectrum from being able to (laughs) really easy b-roll this next one that I do, <laughs> so to find. I, I, and I really enjoy hunting for B-roll and finding like that, that right words. It was so hard for little elves. Yeah. <laughs> what I ended up with made it kind of fun, I think, but man, yeah. it, was, it was a struggle. <laughs> you guys ready for some uh, puck wedgies? Puck yeah. wedgies! What'd you call me? Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Indiana's Mounds State Park is home to 10 earthworks from the Hopewell tribe, a prehistoric Native American people. Little is known about the Hopewell culture, but it's not the only mystery hidden in the park. If you visit, keep your eyes open, because you could become the target of a Pukwudgie. Native Americans believe Pukwudgies to be a small, mischievous creature that inhabit the forests of North America. They are often described as being about two to three foot tall, with human-like features, but with larger ears, noses, and fingers. Their skin is said to be gray or brown, and they are often said to have a mischievous or even malevolent nature. Pukwudgies are also known to shapeshift, and they are often seen in the form of animals, such as deer, rabbits, or even porcupines. They say they can also create fire and are sometimes seen with torches or bow and arrows. Pukwudgies are very fond of playing tricks on humans. They have been known to steal food, lead people astray, or even cause accidents. In some cases, Pukwudgies have even been said to be responsible for the deaths of humans. According to Native American legend, Pukwudgies are the enemies of the mythical giant Maushap and his wife Granny Squanit from Wampanoag folklore. It is said the Pukwudgies began causing mischief and tormenting the natives out of jealousy of the devotion the natives had to Maushap ending in the Pukwudgies being exiled throughout North America. This led to the Pukwudgies' hostility towards humans and the death of Maushap's five sons. Pukwudgies are not always malevolent. In some stories, they are portrayed as being helpful or even benevolent. There is one story that tells of a Pukwudgie who saved a young boy from drowning. Whether Pukwudgies are real or not is a matter of debate. However, they continue to be a popular figure in Native American folklore, they are often seen as a reminder of the natural world, and they can be a source of both fear and wonder. So what do you think, strangers? Are Pukwudgies simply a folktale, or is there some truth to the stories? Let us know in the comments. Be sure to subscribe for more strange tales. And until next time, stay strange. <laughs> I love that little, like, uh... Puckwudgie that you found. He's kind of cute. Yeah, the guitar that was nice. I'm, I'm thinking of a song, Puckwudgie Boogie, maybe. Ooh, I and like him, it. And get him and get and get him to shred on on the on the track. That'd be good. You might be able to incorporate some real like um, Native American music into it too. Yeah. Give it a little yeah. intimacy. There you go. There's your next project. <laughs> next album. Yeah. Puckwudgies. <laughs> But yeah, it's interesting how it all seems connected, you know, shadow people, gin, puckwudgies, all these like extra dimensional, interdimensional entities. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting, right? That uh, 
that that this episode everything kind of ties together with these interdimensional realm mm. type beings. Yeah, I've always had an affinity with like elves and stuff, you know, growing up. And but yeah, it seems like yes, like pagan cultures were always big in that, and uh, it could have been what changed with Christianity came along, and mm-hmm. now we don't we're not playing with interdimensional entities as much, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> probably safer. It's probably yeah, safer, you know, for us. <laughs> Because, yeah, most of the stories are bad. Like, I, I don't hear too many good stories about that kind of those kind of entities. Right. Yeah. Then, the, the Pukwudgies, the only thing I came across was a story of a boy that uh, supposedly felt like was drowning and was rescued by one. But, I mean, there are there probably are stories, like, that maybe they aren't called Pukwudgies, but there's something else. Um mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of elves or goblins. So you shot this on location, right, Eric? So did you experience anything strange while you were out there? You know, it's funny. So it's like a, it's not a very big um, like nature reserve, um, but it's cool. Like when you get there, because they they have like these, like you walk down the trail, not terribly far, and there's like this big like horseshoe mound. And, oh, uh, nice! They built like this, um, like observation deck kind of go- to go out into it without getting out going on it to um, kind of preserve it. It's got like so it like comes up and then dips down, and then there's like a flat plain where supposedly the Hopewell Indians would um, like that's where they would congregate, like on the plain. Um, so it's kind of a cool place to begin with, and then the fact that there was some Native American, uh, like legends about these little creatures that supposedly are tied directly to um that that area was cool like i was just going on a trip to indianapolis for work and i was like what's what's weird in indianapolis and then like fuck <laughs> came up i was like what the hell is that and then uh, i was like that's a fun i like cryptids that's fun um plus there's this awesome uh chocolate shop on the way that's called uranus chocolate <laughs> oh god did you buy some Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and on the way out, they thanked me for picking Uranus. <laughs> um, how, how was your How was Uranus chocolate? Good. <laughs> it's good. Do you chocolate like it? Bomb. I'm not my anus. Uranus chocolate is bomb. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the place is full of like amazing puns and stuff. <laughs> was that during the heat wave? Hopefully, it didn't melt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was so like it's funny because walking through there, like you know, how you're kind of like, yeah, I don't believe in this story, like, but it'll be fun to visit the location. And then once you get there, you like start looking around, like in the corner, like out of the corner of your eyes, like you're going to catch something. It's like, <laughs> like you want it to be true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. I wish you saw one. Me too. <laughs> but you know what, though? So usually I think like little creatures or something, and they're like, you know, that big or something. Two to How three is foot is kind of sizable for a little thing. Like, yeah. Like I mean, and like if there were like maybe five, they could probably, you know, put up a good fight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the two to three feet thing is it's like like a whole bunch of little kids. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Well, at least they're a little bigger than that, but I'm yeah. like trying to imagine they're like that Weird big. Rocks. They could jump out of the trees at you. Right. Yeah, I'd freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I think of the uh, gremlins. That's what I think of. <clears throat> It's funny how some how some of them have like different personalities too. Like some of them will play tricks and practical jokes, like almost like they have a sense of humor. And then some will like save somebody, you know. Right. It's a, a really wide palette of, of stories. Yeah, I wish I was able to dig up like some more like eyewitness stories. This one goes back a little further, I guess. And there's the the legend of um, them being cast out by. Um, I don't even remember the, so like the, oh man, the, so it's like a giant, um, the, the one character is a giant and the other one is like a frog or something. And they're a married couple. Like it, it gets wild out there in the native American, uh, stories. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like a badger or something like his wife was like, yeah, <clears throat> weird stuff. No. <laughs> Wait, strange stuff. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> use the right word. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're wired now. When you go places, you just go to Google and you're like, "Top ten weird places in Indiana." Yeah. Most, yeah, most people, most people look like, "What's fun to do in, in Vegas?" They're like, "What's I, weird?" So my, uh, <laughs> my, my, I, so I went to the East Coast a couple weeks ago, and um, flying out there with. Um, a uh, video guy that we hired to go along with me to help on um, my video shoots. And I was like, Hey, how do you feel about like going to a uh, pre-Columbian tower? That's uh, supposed to, like, and he was like, that sounds awesome. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, so we went out to the Newport tower. That'll be my next video coming up. Um, that was really cool to go there. After. Like I've seen it for years. Um, it was part of a story that I wrote too like um about the knights templar coming to america and stuff like i have a, a comic script of a mini series for that and i've never gotten to produce it but the newport tower was like a part of that so it was kind of cool to go there in person like years later very cool um so yeah that sounds like you'll work on that sounds like you might be working on that comic again <laughs> yeah <laughs> comics are expensive yeah I've, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fuckwudgies were interesting. The, um, and like the stories that come out of like the Native American culture are always interesting to me. Like they have a lot of wild stories that I think sometimes there's, there's probably something behind and we just dismiss it like mm-hmm. in general. Well, there's also that idea of uh, egregores which is like a, uh, a magical entity created by collective thought. So perhaps if there's a culture who strongly believes something, you know, it does become, well, obviously it becomes more real to them, but also maybe on a metaphysical level, it actually creates the thing. And I was thinking about that with like the shadow people and maybe that's why they, you know, since it's become more popular, a more popular idea, uh, maybe our collective imagination is helping create them and create the, them looking the same, like with the hat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, another old story of ours. Now that you've said that, it makes me think of um, that John Constantine episode. Oh yeah, 
where like the authors and people that have worked on John Constantine have been like visited by him, like mm. out at like a bar or wherever they just run into him and he says something cr creepy to them or whatever, like, yeah, interesting. Uh, Grant Morrison talks about that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we, yeah. That was one of the stories in there. Yep. Yeah. It was just like create characters and then they'll pop up all over the place. It was like um, a couple of years ago, it was during COVID, I was driving to pick up my son and I was driving by and I did a double take because these two guys riding bikes um, along the side of the street, these two kids looked exactly like my characters Blister and Harv from my Blister cop. <laughs> I was <Whoa>. like, <laughs> it made me think back to that episode too. <laughs> That's awesome. Now you're creating characters in the real world, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do believe that happens to some extent but also i don't want to give us too much credit you know there's still yeah. the big universe out there and sometimes stuff just happens and <laughs> yeah i think sometimes things can be coincidence <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but yeah i would stay away from channeling like you're saying jess it's yeah like, yeah I mean, I these the people are way. like too too trusting it's like who, who even and we and if they can you. read your if whatever that being is the jinn or whatever can read your energy right so they know things so then they're like oh it's grandma or you know mm -hmm. it's grandma and she's talking to us she knows about the the pot in the kitchen you know yeah. I mean they could and, be reading your mind or something you know you've got some memory of a rose that your grandma gave you and then you know suddenly they pick up on it like there's a, a rose a ro mm -hmm. you know and so. It, it, I mean, and it's kind of dangerous because, like, now online, it's, like, kind of become more popular to dive into these arts without these, I don't know if to call them arts is the correct word, but to dive into these things and not really be educated on it. Like, when I dove into it, it was under the instruction of, a, a you know, a profession, I guess, yeah. professional. I mean, but mm -hmm. um, but still, you end up with all these things that you're messing with that you really shouldn't. And uh, I think that that's kind of dangerous yeah <clears throat> i saw james von prague that famous uh channeler I saw him in chicago before and um somebody asked him about like negative experiences when people die and stuff and he just like dismissed it he's like oh that never happens you know everything's hunky-dory there's no nothing negative ever and i was just like mm, i don't know about that <laughs> yeah i saw um bashar once live and it's quite, I don't know if you guys know who Bashar is. He's a channeler that talks, to, allegedly speaks to these alien entities from like another planet, right? And like he's the only one that can talk to them. And I don't know if like 50% of it or maybe more is like theatrics or if he's really like speaking to these people. But it, it is quite odd to watch one live. Yeah. Something's happening. Something. It's very odd. <laughs> Hmm. That's creepy. Uh, yeah, it is creepy. Let's stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, kids, I, don't do that one. Don't 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 <laughs> channel. This whole episode is about things you should just stay away from. Yeah, pop wedgies, <laughs> shadow people, channeling, Ouija boards. I remember as a kid, oh, yeah. I was I was like, I I played the Ouija board like in high school, and I would just like somebody warned me against it. I'm like, oh, psh, whatever, you know. It's, you don't have to be afraid of that, but like now, my older age, I see what they were talking about. Yeah, I just 
I wouldn't really like mess with it. I don't. I don't. Know. It kind of softens it a bit when it's made by like Parker Brothers, but <laughs> no, you're like it's fine. It's Parker Brothers. There aren't yeah. any other games like this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, something's definitely happened there too. You know, like you know, they say it's you know your subconscious muscle movements, but I don't know. It really does seem to glide on its own, and even if it is your subconscious movements, you know, something could be inf influencing it a bit. I would not mess with one. I just think it's it's dangerous to open that line of communication. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. If you think it's harmless that it's not doing anything, then you shouldn't do it just because it's dumb. And then yeah. if, <laughs> if you do think it's doing something, then you definitely shouldn't. So it seems like it's just safe to not. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to not. I, 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 I just, yeah, I'm like, no, no Ouija boards for me. Yeah. My mom told me a story when she was like in high school and they did it at a party and they were trying to channel somebody, one of their friends who like recently died uh, that night, I guess she like woke up and my mom woke up in the middle of the night, just like hysterically laughing and crying at the same time. And like, she like couldn't stop. And yeah. Was, Ooh. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Something grabbed her. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I remember me and my friend Scott, we did it in high school and uh, there's like a can of Mountain Dew is back when I drank Mountain Dew in high school. And on the other side of the room and we asked it like how much sodium was in it and it said seven and we looked and it was seven percent of the daily recommended value so that was kind of how does it know because <laughs> you didn't memorize the sodium no. right <laughs> yeah we're just kind of testing it but mm. yeah it's weird <laughs> oh yeah no yeah did, did you get anybody watch that ufo uh Thingamabob committee meeting. I don't know what they called it. Yeah, it, like it wasn't a hearing. It was like a congress. I don't even know. It was it was pretty interesting. It wasn't like I've seen people talk about like, oh, we had disclosure. We didn't have disclosure. I think I think some of some congressional members were introduced to the idea of the um, the what do they call it? The money that's UAPs. Uh, no, the, the money that's that's being black budget? the black budget. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that was eye opening I th a little bit to some of Congress. Um, like they that that came up and um, mm -hmm. supposedly that guy had some specifics on that, that he was going to give them mm -hmm. uh, privately. Um, yeah, he was saying like funds are supposed to go one place and they go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. like things are over priced purposely and money's mm. fun. Um, and like, we've all known about that, but yeah, <laughs> well, was but this, we don't like our smartest. So yeah. was, was this like the first time Congress set up a stage for somebody that was an official to actually, you know, sort of tell their story? Cause obviously there's been like whistleblowers in the past, but usually they do it in a, in a other form so is this the first time that something like that happened or has that happened before didn't they have one kind of like this a couple years ago two or three years ago i think i remember talking about it with ufo jane i was like yeah they pretty much it was after those videos first came out i think they had a smaller scale something yeah i do feel like that tech stuff went somewhere before yeah something like that but i think to this level this was the biggest this was the biggest one for sure 
But again, that guy didn't really say much. You know, he admitted a couple things, but it's like there's no evidence provided really. Everything of substance he couldn't talk about publicly. So the most interesting parts to me were hearing the guy involved with the Tic Tac stuff like talk because mm -hmm. I've seen the videos and I've read about it, but I've never actually listened to him tell the story of what happened like up, up there. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was fascinating to me. But. I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but there's some people who dispute those videos and say they can like see things fakery about them. Some guy was telling me about it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the details. I have a. I probably have the video down right now because I have all my crap down. But uh, Mick West is one that has really gone through and kind of like uh, try. You know, tried to debunk the videos. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mick West, but he came on my show and towards the end of the episode, he brings in a 3D model to kind of explain that he had created of like uh, the, something he calls, well, one, uh, I think maybe the go fast is the parallax effect is what he calls is when, you know, you guys know like you're shooting, you're like when you're driving the car and the other yeah. car passes you. So it's just something like that is happening with the go fast video and then um, I'm not sure what his explanation. And then one, he says, I think he says it might be like a, a seagull or albatross uh, that it's tracking over the water. So it appears to be going fast. But mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people, there, there's a lot of different things. Um, I can't remember what he said about the other uh, two videos, but. Um, yeah. One, and some people are saying, you know, it's basically just to get funding, you know, the mm -hmm. reason they're doing this all, all of a sudden, but. Who knows? I mean, I think anti-gravity is possible too, canceling out gravity. And that's why we wouldn't be, uh, if we were in a spaceship like that, uh, you wouldn't be like flattened like a pan pancake because the gravity and like all the force around you is like, it's not there. You're just kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but you're like. It's kind of making its own gravity. Yeah, like its own <laughs> field around it. So. Yeah, we'll but if that technology is out there and uh, it could save, you know, our planet and all that energy we're using and stuff, that's a big deal. So maybe it is real and they're uh, slowly leaking it. Maybe maybe it's their technology and uh, just super advanced and they're just trying to find a way to slowly leak it into the world because it would disrupt everything, change everything. Yep. It really would. And like I, how are people are going to make, make a living, you know, that are, you know, uh, dependent on our energy systems, making money off of them. There's a whole lot of people that are going to need a job if there's free energy. <laughs> it, so energy would probably create more jobs too. Yeah. Like or, that. you know, it create ways that we can make food easier and then we wouldn't have to worry about paying all these bills that would be nice we wouldn't need as much money but it's like a utopian thing and it seems like people are so immature at this point it's like what could they even handle it you know somebody's going to use it to kill somebody or oh for sure kill, kill a lot of people so maybe we won't have it until we're spiritually mentally mature enough to get it which seems like far, far away. I, mean, I, was to say, I don't think we're pretty, I don't think we're close I mean, to that yet. Cardi B's throwing microphones at people <laughs> and her DJ. That's just, 
it's very telling of just the where we're at in yeah. the world. We're not there yet. We're I don't think Cardi B is the average, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. But it's like people like that. It's just mind-boggling that they influence. So, they're such huge influencers, you know. And what are they doing with it? Throwing yeah. <laughs> microphones, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <clears throat> it's weird. It is definitely yeah. weird. Strange. Strange. Sorry, strange. Wrong word. <laughs> but I was going to say, I know, I know. Thank you, Eric, for reminding me. It's strange, not weird. But it's interesting to me, right, that if this is all just like black technology and none of it's actually alien, then they've taken like these stories of like the djinn and these, uh, um, you know, interdimensional experiences people have and kind of use that to say like, oh, it's probably aliens, but it's our technology. We're just going to use these old stories that people will fall for. Yeah. Well, you think of like the prevalence of alien movies since the 90s and stuff. I mean, it's pretty easy to influence people with these movies and stuff, you know, but that could just be, you know, what people are interested in. They're just playing on what people are interested in, but who knows? It makes you wonder, like, would you be interested in these, like, did anybody get into these topics here because of, like, watching these things on television or movies? I mean, like, the whole, I got kind of drawn into the whole Strange Tales type thing from, like, Unsolved Mysteries and stuff. Like, yeah, same. Some, and that and books at the library, I guess, back when mm -hmm. libraries were mm -hmm. a thing. Well, the other thing with aliens I wanted to mention was the uh, Fermi paradox. Is that what it's called, mm -hmm. Fermi? I think it's so. like um, we always hear like, well, you know, the universe is so big and there's millions of planets, millions of suns. How can there not be life? Well, you would think that if that were the case, then there would be a lot more aliens dropping by, you know. If there's supposedly millions of them out there, you know, we would have seen one by now. It would have dropped by. They would have some kind of evidence. But we've been looking and looking. We're not finding much. You know, you got that. What's that thing that listens for uh, radio waves? Uh, and it's like hasn't really found anything. That's not the mm, not the Arecibo one, right? Let's say it, it picked up. There was that one. Uh, oh, the wow one, signal. One? Yeah, the wow signal. Fair, that one. No, big, uh, big, big, big something. Seti, Seti, Renee. Seti, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, you would think there would be more evidence by now. It's because they're already, it's just from here, man. Oh, yeah. All the well, stuff and Douglas Dietrich, our old friend, uh, I was listening to one of his recent podcasts, and he was, this, I guess this is where he stands, is like, we are actually that um, special in the universe. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> we should that's get, we that's get, nice and also scary. You know, that is think scary. About. We should get Douglas back on. Yeah, we should. I'm sure he would. Do you guys have time for that? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it'll be at least like eight hours. He doesn't do anything less than like five hours. Are you serious? I thought it used to be like three. Now it's five. Yeah, well, his last one of the YouTubes I was listening to, yeah, I think it was like 12 hours. I mean, he just. Holy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's probably like the max time limit. <laughs> Finally, it's until YouTube cuts them off. Yeah. 
I don't understand how we can talk that long. I can do two hours max, and then I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm spent. I'm burnt. Like, I can't talk mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the stuff, I'm, like, skeptical, but then, like, he'll say something, and it's like, everything checks out. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's right. That's right. And he knows, like, specific things that, like, most people don't know unless you, like, did a really deep dive. You know, like, um, well, one thing, I guess a lot of people, some people know this, but with the Nazis um, and occultism, it, it wasn't Hitler wasn't really into occultism, but it was all Himmler that Himmler, was the yeah. one who was all about that. And, like, that's, like, just one little thing. It's, like, most people don't really know. But some of those little bits of information you can tell that he's like, really knows what he's talking about. So he's interesting. He's very interesting. He knows a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's why you can go on for 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to know what to filter. How could we do? Could we, could we do a 12 hour with Douglas? I think we'd die. (laughs) Just be like, all right. We'd have to do this. I can yeah, remember watching. <laughs> I can remember watching that. I was I was just a Strange Tales fan at the time, you know, and and I'm like, I think I I by the time I was able to sit and listen to it, I'm like, it was maybe I was thinking it was an hour show, so it was like 30 minutes into it. I go, I'll wait for it to wrap up, and then I'll watch I'll watch it from from the beginning. You know, it's like three two hours later, I go on there, I still see everybody. I'm like, oh wow, they're still going. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was wild. I think we had him on twice too, right? We did, mm-hmm. I, but I think the second time me and Eric weren't able to make it, so Joe Joe had to go alone with Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I think that one was like six hours or something. Shut up! Was it six? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it was, it was long. Long. Like, yeah. <laughs> the good thing is, though, for Joe, was that he didn't have to say much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Right. Yeah. He's, he's really good at. <laughs> Doing his thing. Yeah, he is. He, he's got to do all the setup. He's got a lot of setup, and then he knocks them all down by the end. Renee in the chat was asking about UFO Jane. I was wondering about her, too. I haven't seen, seen her lately. UFO Jane, unfortunately, has left. She's uh, mm-hmm. gone to live the civilian life as much Aww. as she still hangs around. I mean, she's still pop up on social media, but she's uh, she's gone to live life. Yeah, I understand. We did that for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> and she could always come back, Renee, but I think right now she's still just kind of focusing on relaxing. And I understand from time to time, I'm just like, I need to get out of here, you know, but, and then I come back. She's family Jane now. Yeah, yeah. she's family Jane. <laughs> That's good. Adorbs. <laughs> uh, I guess we should probably wrap up for tonight, huh? Yeah. Jess, thanks for coming back. Thank you on the for next bringing one me. Too. Thank you for bringing me back. It's my first on-camera appearance in more than a month, so right. it's exciting. Thank <laughs> you. Well, this was a good time. Can't wait to do it again in a few weeks. What do we got next, Joe? Uh, that's a good question. We got Mike's uh, Mike's Mel's hole. Yeah, Mike's hole. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mike's hole, but Mel's hole. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, then the next one is your, yours, huh? I was thinking about doing the moon one, but I might switch it up. I'm also interested in uh, like Filipino legends of uh, kind of ghosts and bloodsuckers and stuff I was looking into. So I might do that. 
Nice. But uh, Jess, I don't know if you were, were going to. I gotta, play. I gotta think if I have one to do, man. It's been <laughs> a, it's been a long time because I I wasn't able to do one in the last round, and I'm probably not this round. But if I can get in on the next round, I gotta <laughs> wherever, you, wherever you want to fit in, you're good. You're you're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Well, let's thank Renee also in the chat. Always supporter yeah. and everybody else in the chat. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Sylvain. Yes, yep. Sylvain. Davy boy. Davy boy will be catching the show later, he says. All right. <clears throat> All right. Thanks, cool. everybody. Um, and I guess uh, we'll see you back in a few weeks. And, All uh, right. Stay strange. Stay strange. <laughs> <laughs> later. See you. Woo!